Millions up for grabs. Retailers closing worldwide. Salespeople losing their jobs. Online sales at an all-time high. Your route to financial freedom. Getting best sellers online. Getting a piece of the action. Learn from the top sellers. Become a top seller. Ecom leaders start now. All right. So, uh, so great to have you here, Alex. Uh, I, uh, we, we did meet, um, not recently, I guess, kind of recently, but I know that we just had a meetup here, uh, just in Tampa, which is pretty cool. And I remember in the meeting, uh, unfor- I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, the meeting was kind of like, kind of lame and there wasn't really anybody involved except you were in there talking and I was like, Oh, this guy, he's like a real seller. He knows what he's doing. Uh, extremely knowledgeable. And then I find out you have a, a, a very extremely large um, wholesale uh, business, you know, reselling stuff on Amazon. And uh, you were obviously extremely uh, nice, friendly, open to talk to. And I'm, and I'm so glad that you came onto the podcast. Um, so uh, Alex Pershing, thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks, man, for inviting me. Uh, that's what you're supposed to say, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to say something kind of nice and cool so people know that. Um, okay, right. cool. So, um, I want to kind of open out and, you know, typically I talk to a lot of people who do, you know, uh, their own brands, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I know, and I talk about, I probably at the beginning of this podcast, people check, like there's many ways to sell on Amazon, right? Like you can resell products, you can make your own brands, you can buy stuff at the store and sell them. You can, I mean, there's so many different ways and I know you're pro, I mean, one of the top uh, wholesale people that I know. And in fact, your store, right. Based on seller ratings, um, and I don't know if you use seller ratings, but it ranks everybody in terms of volume of sales on Amazon, the 3 million sellers and your store is in the top 600, uh, stores. So and maybe you know that or not. Do you use seller ratings or? Yeah. I mean, it's not really giving you a fair, uh, a fair number there, but I know my competitors, uh, and I'm not the biggest seller by any means, but, and I'm not the biggest seller in that particular model too. So, uh, but we started in 2013, so we had a little time to kind of you know, grow. Uh, and this year is obviously a whole different ball game. Mm, mm, so. Yes. Well, so I want to get into, I guess, two things you said. So first you started in 2013. That's, that's great. And, and what, what were you doing before and how did you kind of come across and, and even decide that you were going to do this? Well, I was doing retail all my life, really. And since I was 16, my first job was a retail job. I was, uh, uh, managing uh, an offline stores, gift stores for a while. And then, uh, you know, I kind of grew into this e-commerce and started my own thing. And so at that time... Stores, can, you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like you're... Yeah, we basically had multiple stores and we uh, did some direct imports and we did some uh, just a general reselling, you know, like a gift stores. Uh, you go to the trade shows, you find the stuff that you like and then, you know, you throw it in your store and then you hope, you hope for people to buy it, right? This is a, you, you rented or you bought stores? Like this is your, your company? No, no, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you rent them usually like in high traffic locations. Mm. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's still, it's a working model. I mean, there are plenty of gift stores that are still reselling someone else's brands. Mm. Uh, 
you know, if you'll go to, I don't know, places like, you know, uh, Miami Beach, you know, Lincoln Road would have this kind of stores, Duval Street in Key West. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of places, uh, Tampa is not really known for that. Malls are not necessarily all the places where you find this kind of stores. Malls are really reserved for your national, you know, uh, mm -hmm. stores. But this is more kind of like a mom and pop style. And we had multiple of those stores. We were doing... Uh, um, we were doing uh, costume jewelry at some point. We had like uh, four costume jewelry stores trying to go after players at that time. I mean, it was all good times, uh, but it was mostly, you know, gifts and jewelry and things like this. And when I started, uh, I started on Amazon right away. I really, you know, I, I did eBay and I never really liked it because it's, it was kind of messy and it still is. So it's, it's, it's not my thing and it's not really a great place to resell new kind of products. But um, so, and um, you know, when I started on Amazon, I was just going to sell whatever we sold in the stores kind of a deal, right? Mm -hmm. And then you quickly realize that, uh, that people don't shop for the same things online as they shop in offline kind of environments mm -hmm. because you know, there's a thing that is, searchability right so i mean if you i mean there is probably five billion different necklaces out there how do you differentiate yourself how do you how do you make yourself findable in this trillion necklaces you mm. see what i mean so that wasn't and and at that time amazon i think in 2013 through 2016 amazon had basically they wouldn't allow uh, uh many people to sell jewelry at all it was a uh, shutdown category it was like gated uh, they yeah, they gated it like for two or three years. And it was kind of like a hard gate because they, they had a lot of issues with quality assurance. Mm. Uh, and people just lied about the silver content and mm. the platings and all and, and the stones. That's why if you are to sell jewelry nowadays, well, there is like a, a whole different kind of ball game if you sell jewelry on Amazon, especially fine jewelry. Fine jewelry, I don't know if they, I think they still have a $5,000 application fee on the fine jewelry. Mm. Yeah, and it's um, and you gotta know your stuff. You gotta know your uh, you know your silver, your gold, your stones. So do they do they check it at all? Do, do they they of have? Of course, no, yeah, they yeah, they, yeah. They test it. They test it. I don't. I don't do Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Amazon tested jewelry. You didn't know that? Yeah, they do. No, because I, like uh, you know, in categories that we sell, people lie all the time, and no, you know, right? Oh, no, like stainless steel, and the thing is made out of aluminum. Yep. It happened. It's so common. Yep. And I even one one time I had um my sister-in-law buy a product and I said, just use do this test that shows that it's stainless steel, report it to Amazon. Mistakenly, uh she left a one-star review. And as soon as she left that review, we got a notification. I was like, No, don't leave a review, please. That's not what I meant. Like just just tell them it's wrong. Anyway, I never I'm like, I'm never doing anything like that again. Notification scared me like dead. Yeah. But uh, no, people like in, in, let's say in the category, they lie all the time and there is no certification. There's nothing. The, yep. the, the fraud is like, is extremely rampant. So I didn't yep. know Amazon would check jewelry. No, because it was, it was really bad. It was, and I think they got sued or they, you know, someone tried mm -hmm. to sue them and now they, have, they, they're very serious about it. Uh, but you know, if you were to sell jewelry on Amazon, I would say you got to have a very good ties with some kind of lab, especially if, if it's like, uh, uh, fine jewelry because uh, unless you uh, unless you control the manufacturing yourself then there are th then you can be duped without even knowing that I mean you can they 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 literally like you have like like let's say rings right if you were to sell rings the the 
you can only go like a quarter of the size up or down. So if your manufacturing is not like super exact uh, or you handmade items, then you know there are high chances for uh, them just fail you uh, on the uh, on the test assurance. You know, well, how, how often do they check it? Like what? Uh, can, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know that they can check at any time. Uh, they, they do it in batches and you pay for the testing. Wow. Yes. Yes. That, that, that's a pretty tough category to be in. But what's worst is the discover, this discoverability on it is very, very bad because people, again, you know, how are you going to look for things that are, you know, if you're just looking for the fashion that's necklace, really, I mean, the green fashion necklace with the stones, it, it's hard. You no, know, no. I mean, it's seriously hard. But I, I know people that are successful at that. But uh, they usually have their own brand and they control the manufacturing up and down. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 a pretty tricky game. Uh, but yeah, I, I I never really. I mean, we sell a very very little very little jewelry on Amazon, and we don't go into uh, into fine jewelry. There's a very clear distinction between fine jewelry and the fashion jewelry on Amazon. Yeah. So uh, if anything has stainless silver or gold, uh, automatically. Uh, uh, fine jewelry and uh, if you're taking any uh, uh, semi-precious stones or precious stones uh, fine jewelry also mm. so and, and uh, what was your your production line like so you were selling this stuff before right let's say at uh, Miami or whatever mm -hmm. and what was your production line what was your sourcing you know what was that process and then did did Amazon pull holes maybe you thought it was steel and then it wasn't or silver or like how did you get your products and then did anything happen once you put them up? Well, yeah, we couldn't do jewelry at that time because, you know, it was closed. And uh, the only reason why I know so much about jewelry is because we do carry a little bit of jewelry, not our brand, but someone else's. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have an exclusive on it. Uh, and uh, um, so I started with home decor. Mm. Uh, that, that's how it went. And uh, it was obviously not scrutinized at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, so and the funny. home Amazon does it one side this and the other side whatever. Well, because I think jewelry touches your skin and things like that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not really sure. Or they had a lot of problems. I'm not really sure what happened there. But uh, I, I guess you know if you, if you hang if you hang something on your wall, uh, uh, then no one really cares what it's made of. I mean, you can say that's made of whatever. So uh, and and then no one you know everybody's going out, you know after the look but if you if you say that it's gold and you charge uh people uh money like it's you know uh your your gold uh bracelet and it comes out to be gold plated bracelet well then there's a lot of damages and a lot of people can be very unhappy about this kind of thing that's why i think that the jewelry uh, is a very tricky business but yeah uh and basically the way we started uh you know i took whatever some brands that you sold in the stores at that time and I started selling them on Amazon. And the, the, the second brand that you started selling called us and basically yelled at me uh, at top of their lungs. And I, you know, I didn't know, I, I didn't know much about Amazon at that time at all. Uh, the brand is actually, it's a pretty famous brand right now. It's called Corsicle. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, they were just starting. Corsicle, you know? the ones with the little tumblers? Yes, yes, Oh, yes. really? And I know the owners pretty well. We hang out, we hang out with them once in a while. And, uh, and, um, uh, and at that time, the guy had, I think, like 25 sellers and, you know, the, the war games and all that kind of stuff. He didn't know, like, 99%. For, for, for jewelry or for, like, the cups? 
No, for uh, he didn't sell jewelry. He, I mean, they were selling gifts and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, but uh, you know, he didn't know most of his resellers, but he knew that he had a problem. And he, I think he was the first one who actually was participating in the um, in the uh, transparency program altogether, and he, oh, wow. he kicked everybody out. Uh, yeah, he was a test case for Amazon in terms of specific. What year was that? Uh, I want to say 2000, 2015, maybe something. Transparency is that old? I don't even know. Yeah, like that's, that's pretty old. I mean, they, they tested it for about a year, maybe, maybe more. I'm not really sure, but mm -hmm. he was the, you know, one of the first guys who actually jumped into it. And, uh, um, so yeah, and he called me and, uh, he realized because our name on Amazon was close to the name on, uh, uh, of the store, sure, yep. uh, somewhat. And he realized who we were and he's like, are you selling on Amazon? I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, you can't do that. Blah 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, this was the funniest thing ever. At that time, I kind of realized that uh, uh, there are different, you know, uh, uh, brand owners. They don't necessarily. Th th there are different brand owners, right? Okay. The ones that really care about their brands, and, and the ones that don't. So, uh, and the ones in the middle. So, and he was the, the one who really- about the brand, you mean like their online presence, right? Exactly, yes, yes. And, that, and I mean, if you, if you don't control your distribution, then you can end up in the pretty, pretty dark places. Yes. So, and that's, uh, that's what was happening with him. And I was just a part, at least he didn't complain to Amazon. He just yelled at me over the phone. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Well, that, that was, that was okay, <laughs> you know? I, I told him, hey, you know, let, let us sell it. And, uh, you know, and, and, and move on with that. Uh, but, you know, there are still uh, uh, some brand owners that, uh, that either don't know how to control Amazon or they don't want to control Amazon. I think there's a lot and, that don't know. I think there's a lot that don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. And they let, they let the market forces to take, you know, to, uh, to do their best. And sometimes, it, sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. It depends. It depends on on a lot of different factors. So. Okay. Okay. And so can you give me an idea? So when you got into this, uh, when you started Amazon, so like 2013 or so, uh, yeah, what was your in revenue? Yeah. Like in your revenue in your store, how was that going? Was it going up and was it going down? And what were you at? Like probably right. So yeah, at that time, our best store was doing, I think 800,000 a year, maybe, maybe 700,000 a year. And we started uh, like seriously selling on Amazon, I think in, the, in October mm -hmm. and the, between October and January of that year, we generated like over a million dollars in revenue. Wow. Wow. And, and, and you said how many, you said you had like 10 stores, five stores. Well, I, I think yeah, at that time we had about 10 stores, I think. 10 stores. And so 800, 800,000 was your top, which seems extremely successful. If you have stores, I mean, you have 10. Stores well, we were selling, we, we, well, that was our best store. So what so, was I the mean, average or how much were you doing? About like, 500,000 per store. So okay. they were basically, you know, a four or $5 million company at that time. So. Okay. Hey, that's, that's pretty good. And what's the margin on, on the, on the store like that? Well, it depends. I mean, you have a completely different uh, business logics, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you operate the retail stores. Uh, the biggest expense at that time uh, becomes your rent. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so, uh, depending on your margin, no one is getting away with keystone margin anymore uh, on the you know on the ground. Uh, people try margin? to do. 
Keystone is like times two, basically. You buy something for $10, you sell it for 20. And mm -hmm. nowadays it's, it's, it's called Keystone. And nowadays- We call that 100% ROI. That's what we call it. <laughs> well, that's 100% margin, I think. Uh, but uh, ROI is a little different. But, uh, but uh, well, hold yeah. On, hold on, hold on. Let, let's talk about that. So Keystone, so you're buying it uh -huh. for 10, sell it for 20. But right. what that would be, a, I mean, if you paid 10, if that 10 was all your profit, that would be the ROI, the gross. Right. If you don't take into account the rent and employees. Right, right, right. But then rent would take, uh, I, I mean, so if, if we were renting a pretty, pretty pricey property, so uh, our rent could be easily like twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a month. Mm, mm. So uh, you throw in, you throw in labor that is also ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 a month. Uh, and if you do, so if you, if your overhead is about, and, and you know, let's say if your overhead is about $25,000, you need to make at least sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 in sales to break, you know, to break even. Yes. So that, the that, that, yeah, the keystone. So you do, you do higher margins. That's why custom jewelry is one of the good movers for, uh, for, um, physical shops or for, mm. for a brick and mortar because it has a much better margin. If you're doing, if 500, if 500,000 is like your break even. Yeah. Uh, or ish even higher because if it's 60 grand a month that would actually be like like more. a little more it would be 720 yeah, yeah. And if your average of 500,000 seems like you would be losing money i mean just well it depends i i mean a lot of our stores had like a rent of six or seven thousand okay. dollars okay, okay. and and you know and and then you would have you know a labor uh that is not like ten thousand but let's say six i mean yeah but it's not it's not magic I no, mean, but, but okay, you, you, you basic, like, like say, let's say you lucky, like if your store does $600,000, right? Yep. You kind of lucky if you end up with 10% net. Okay. 10% yeah. net. Hey, I, I think that's, that's not terrible, especially on 5 million bucks. You take on 500 grand. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of management. I can tell you it's a lot of management. A lot of headache. It's a lot of, a lot of headache. Yeah. Too. Mm. yeah too. And, and, and the risks are you know, out there too. You know, but does that sound right about then 10% like overall? Well, again, I mean, on our groups, we, you could have a 20 or 30% uh, net. It depends. I mean, the uh, potential for margin uh, in the physical stores are better because you have less competition in the sense. Your competition is not neck to neck to you. You mm -hmm. see what I mean? I mean, people go to your store. If you have unique merchandise, you can get away with 2.5 margin, you know, 150% ROI, mm -hmm. or uh, you can you can get away with some other stuff. You can buy things for $2 and sell them for 12 or $15 and still get away with that. Mm -hmm. So, and whatever you make is, you know, is uh, your money, right? Uh, it's not like people- the it's, not, it's not like Amazon. Yeah, it's not like Amazon. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay, okay, so fine. So somewhere around 10%, like average, I mean, I'm just kind of yeah. getting an idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then, and then you went on to Amazon, you did like a million, like you just started in the summer. Yeah. By January, you had sold over a million bucks. Yeah. No employees, I'm assuming, or maybe you use some guys. I had, it was, it was me and uh, one guy. And I think we had one employee at that time. Wow. That I mean, that's, that's pretty good just to like open it up. And I'm assuming you didn't do any course or anything. You just were like, no, let me no. just put it up. See what happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how it started. Mm. So then I'm assuming, do you have any stores now still? Uh, my partner does. I'm, I'm out of that business. I don't, I don't like it. It's, I mean, the, the, the COVID was, was pretty brutal mm, uh, sure. to, to a lot of physical stores because they lost a lot of traffic. 
especially yeah. like you know non that like the stores that have non essential no you know it's not non essential yeah they they don't have a lot non essential according to the government but essential exactly exactly yeah essential to the business owners that own them yeah that's exactly for sure. correct <laughs> <laughs> okay so um so interesting so you you phased away from the stores you saw, you saw what amazon had and you're like jumping in well before COVID, uh, you were you, did you have stores like yourself, or you you got out before COVID hit? No, I got I got out before. I got out almost right away. You know, when I saw that that Amazon Amazon's potential, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing the stores. It's just that's smart. Well, I can see how I can scale Amazon. It's hard to scale the stores, mm -hmm. especially the stores that like like it's easy to scale Starbucks because your SKU you know your SKU load is the same. You know, mm -hmm. you can come up with a bunch of SOPs and have like a $30,000 a year managers, you know, because they love your brand and things like this. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you, if you do like, uh, kind of like a mom and pop gift shops, I mean, first of all, they, uh, destination specifics, uh, people that, but th there's certain kind of products that people will buy in Florida and a different kind of products that people will buy in New York. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a completely different kind of like, so you have to adapt every one of the stores to uh, demographics. Right. That's interesting. And now that you're selling on Amazon, you said you want to scale it. So what was your strategy at that point? Like, are you calling people? Are you literally just pretty much at the store? Like open what? as many, open as many brands as I can safely and just keep selling, mm -hmm. uh, you know, expand my SKU collection, uh, optimize the business processes and things like this. That, that 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 was the game you know from the beginning and still is the same really you know i'm not i'm not i i'm very diversified mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. extremely diversified yep so. yeah i i saw your store there's definitely a lot of brands in there a lot of different products yep and um and do, do you have any sort of strategy of like contacting new brands or do you start using like the store you know of like i have my store i set up my store can you sell me your stuff and kind of sneak in there or well, <laughs> there are different strategies uh, that you can, uh, you know, you can present to people. Um, be honest, I guess that's one of them. Uh, you know, good strategy. I, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like when people are shady with me, so I'm, I'm, I'm never shady with them. I'm like, hey, you know, this is what we do. This is, this is how we do that. Mm -hmm. If you want to work with us, fine. If you don't want to work with us. It's fine too, you know. There's five million, you know, other uh, sources of products that that are out there. Uh, it's very, I mean, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to, you know, just get hung up on 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 denials. And a lot of people will deny you. They'll say, well, you know, who are you? And and especially nowadays, uh, brands trying to uh, restrict uh, Amazon resellers mm -hmm. because the you know it it, it, it it's hard to control. You have uh, price wars, you have all kinds of, you know, things that are happening. But at the same time, a lot of brands don't have enough resources to pull it off themselves. Yeah. Especially the, especially the older ones, you know, they, they just don't because uh, for them, it's it just, it's a, it's a task that they're not ready for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then I, I saw only a couple of products, right? Just to get, getting ready mm -hmm. for this. And like some items I saw, okay, so you don't have, let's say the buy box because it's one cent and I'm sure... Mm -hmm you know, it's literally the buy box is one cent and there's already 15 sellers. So mm -hmm. are those kind of products, like what do you do to actually sell them and move them um, as a wholesaler? Well, the, the, the buy box is not, uh, um, a, you know, 
it, it's not as, as simple as, you know, one penny difference and then you're going to own the buy box. It's a curve. Mm. You know, and it's, it's like a regular curve. And, you know, if you have the optimal price, yeah, you're going to sell the more, uni more units than everybody else. But if you have, you know, if someone has one unit that is back order two weeks from now and they sell it $2 less than you, they're not going to sell it. You're going to sell, and you have 500 units, you're going to sell your stuff and they're mm. not going to sell that unit that is back ordered, uh, even though it's $2 less. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's kind of, and the one penny game is the same thing. You know, uh, you know, it, it, it may affect you. It may not affect you. Amazon is really well, big on, you you, I mean, if you don't have the buy box, like, well, Ama, buy box rotates. Okay. If you, if you sell in things that are, you know, one, like if you sell in things that are one penny more than your competitor, it doesn't mean that you're not getting the buy box. It means that your competitor may or may not get the buy box more than you. Mm. You see what I mean? So it's not like, hey, I want the buy box and I hold to it forever until I run out of stuff. And also two people run out of stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but the supply chains is one of the problems and, you know, the money resources. I mean, there's a lot of things that are uh, happening. And Amazon also uh, rewards uh, 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 good stock. They always did. So especially now. Like the seller. So you, you historically have a good rate of like products that are, you know, uh, I don't know, in stock, good feedback, et cetera, et cetera. And you mean they're, they're, they're um, rewarding you as a seller or? Um, well, that's a factor. I don't think it's a big factor. Uh, I, th I think what, what is a factor for Amazon. So let's say you ship 500 units to Amazon, right? And they look at those 500 units that like, okay, well, you know, we can distribute it, you know, uh, uh, to 30 distribution centers. And that's how you, they usually do that. And now every distribution center has, uh, you know, has 10 units, let's say, right? Yeah. Whatever, 50, 20 units. Yeah. And uh, now the customer goes on the website. And first of all, they, they do geo search, right? So they're going to show mm -hmm. that product more likely because they have it closer to the customer. That's one. And the second one is when, when someone clicks on the, on the product page, the way that they uh, show the buy box, it actually is calculated at, at that time. And the stock... Uh, presence or the stock location is is a big factor. So if I have 500 units distributed through the country, they're going to show my uh, my offer more uh, than the you know than the offer from the guy who only has two units that are located in California. If mm. someone wants to buy this thing in Florida, you see what I mean? Because they're going to make a lot more money uh, uh, by spending less on uh, logistics. Yeah. Uh, because it's right next door to the customer. You see what I mean? So, uh, so, so, so getting that buy box and showing your product could be location-based, right? Like you said, the person yes. is in New Jersey, they're buying, your stuff's in the New Jersey warehouse. Or maybe the other guy who's winning has stuff in New Jersey. He sells two or three units. Those New Jersey stock is depleted. Now your New Jersey stock is there. Yep. So you'll move some. Yep, exactly. Okay. That's exactly. pretty good. Okay. So, and then what about uh, like with ads? Because... I believe, and if I'm not mistaken, even if you don't have the buy box, can you still spend money on sponsored ads? And you can. Your, uh, your you, listing? You can. However, uh, we don't usually do that for different reasons. But um, first of all, there's not enough margins for you to spend because you have a price pressure, right, from your competitors. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and the other thing, the, the other reason why we don't do that is uh, you only – you can only spend the money on PPC when, uh, um, 
when um, when you're in the buy box. Okay. So when you own the buy box, it's gonna sh it's gonna uh, show your offer uh, as far as PPC goes. But uh, the the problem is, it, it, there's two problems with this idea. I mean, Amazon was kind of genius about doing it this way, like like eBay. They, uh, you know, they, they, they put a bunch of uh, buyers together and say, well, you know, who's going to give me the most money for this uh, gadget? And uh, Amazon did the other thing, the opposite thing. They, they uh, you know, put a bunch of sellers together and said, well, who's going to take the less margin, the least amount of margin? Yeah, yeah. The same thing, which is, you know, pretty awesome. But it also demotivates sellers from a few things. One, I'm not going to work on the page because guess what? I'm not helping my competitors to you know, to do better. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in business for myself and I don't really have time to deal with that too, you know, uh, because uh, a lot of this is, uh, it's very, it, it's a quick decision-making, right? It's not, it's not like you, you, you don't, you don't have a luxury to sit around and just decide, well, is this uh, ASIN is worth it? And this, you no, know, you, I mean, our normal order is, you know, over $10,000 and over hundred SKUs. And you don't have a time to, you know, sit around and strategize, you know, what's better, what's not. And what do you mean so, order? What do you mean by your normal order? Like normal order of any of our suppliers is over $10,000. Oh, when you, when you purchase from your guys. Okay. Yeah. And then most of them are over hundred SKUs. I mean, wow. we don't, I don't even know if we place orders that are less than 50 SKUs for the most part. Wow. So, um, and, um, I, and um, where I was going with this, uh, so for the, for the ads, for the ads, so so you're yeah, yeah, for the, yeah, you don't you don't really have the time to uh, you know improve the listings, improve the keyword profiles, any of that thing, and also too, when when you have m multiple sellers, the page gets locked, and it, because you don't have brand registry, it's very hard to make any kind of changes. So if you if you stuck with the bad pictures. Well, you stuck with the bad pictures. You you have to have a, a lot of motivation to uh, to change them. And yeah. even if and even if they're wrong, it still takes freaking. It takes a lot of time. Mm. It, it just does. Uh, and Amazon does not like doing that. And uh, you know, there's there, there's the things called contributions. So basically, I guess multiple sellers contribute to the same listing. But because but because so, so I mean I understand how Amazon designed it, but Whoever designed the page usually has uh, uh, the, the starting contribution, right? It gets locked and then everybody else, you know, just jumps on, the, uh, on that page and, and contribute the same things, basically. So that, that improves the first contribution and makes it even stronger and it makes it even less likely for you to change it. I, I, I haven't worked, you know, I typically work yeah. with, you know, listings that just have one seller. And we right. do have people that you know, come on and they send a contribution and put like an adult item in the bullet. So we get, shut right. down, you know, dumb things like that. Yeah. That that's, yeah, that that's, you know, black, black hat. Black yeah, hat. Exactly, exactly. Um, but you're saying, so when someone comes in and they just kind of put it on by default, now they're strengthening the original because 10 people yes. have the same title. Yes. So your new title is never going to make it. Pretty much. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can open the case with Amazon, but they want like the picture of the product or the link to the website or yeah. that or that or that. Yeah, link it, to the website, show the website. And it has to be the brand hard. website. I'm assuming exactly. some people can say like, well, I'm the reseller website and sell it. And will they probably accept it because how do they check which is the official website? Well, uh, the name has to match the brand more or less. Okay. Okay. So the, 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 if you're selling, I don't know. 
uh, anchor. It'd have to be like anchor. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying because I know they haven't checked because my website sometimes like, I don't know how they don't check it or yeah. like check ownership. I'm just like, here's the link. And no, because you have brand registry and, and, and as you have yeah. a brand registry, they give you the green light to basically do whatever you want to. But uh, we, we, at some point we applied for one trademark and we were denied. We, we fought for it very hard. We were denied like a year and a half later. But that, like that's four, for the private label side because you also do private label. Yeah, yeah, for the, yeah, for the private label, yeah. And right now we're going through the process of rebranding. The stuff, it was all our listings. We created it all under that brand that we got denied on. Mm. And now we're trying to uh, rebrand it into our new official name. And oh, wait, wait, here's a tip. Here's a tip. Before, I mean, you could finish that. Uh -huh. A friend of mine, he couldn't get a trademark on the name. Uh, uh -huh. And then what he did, he changed it. So, like, let's say it was USB chargers. Um, he's like, okay, the name is called Anchor for USB chargers, let's say. Right. Instead, he got the trademark Anchor, but, like, for, I don't know. Right. For, for a different towels. category. Yeah, for towels. For a different category. Yeah. Get it approved because you will get brand registry. You won't right. have the same shutdown capabilities, but you can get brand registry if like you get any category, like footstools. Right. Footstools, right. you get the name, you'll right. get it. Right. But but we instead instead of we registered a new trademark and, and, and now we're trying to rebrand items uh, to that trademark mm -hmm. and it's tough. It's uh, tough. I that's I was able to do that about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I can't change a brand name no matter what. Even if the product has the only that new brand, the other one doesn't yeah. make any sense. I haven't yeah. been successful. What, what have you seen? No, you can, uh, you can open the cases. So you need to have, like, a proof that you have it. And sometimes you have to open multiple cases. Uh, they not, it depends on the, uh, on the um, uh, support uh, specialist, uh, however, yeah, customer you, support have, have person. You, have you changed the brand? Like yes. What the last, yes. What was the yes. most recent time that you were able to have that successfully? I mean, it, it depends. I mean, some things they go through no problems. Sometimes uh, you have to, you know, reopen the case and then they still deny you. You open a brand new case, they okay. You know, it, it just really like depends. 2020 or, or what? Has that happened in 1920? Well, uh, we, so far we are able to change everything. It's just, it just, it's just time consuming. It's time consuming and it's a lot of denials. <laughs> so you just have to go, you just have to work the system. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm an SKU guy. I have like a lots and lots of SKUs. So for over our 10, private 000? label, uh, for our private label, we have like about 500 SKUs. So, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, so it's a process. Changing these things is a process. Yeah. And then, and then for the reseller, you have how many SKUs? About 15,000. 15,000. Wow. Okay. And then can you, can you, you know, tell me kind of like you got started, you did that million so fast. And then how has it gone? Like has, has your revenue pretty much steadily climbed? Was there a peak on, uh, and what are you selling now? Well, uh, we're hoping for 15 million this year, uh, nice. one five, uh, and, um, uh, it's been kind of a steady growth. Uh, uh last year we only did 7%. Uh, compared to the year before, and I like, was not uh, like earnings, seven percent. No, seven percent like gross uh, on on sales, um, and um, and and, um, and this year it looks like we're going to do over fifty percent compared to the last year. But it's okay. mostly, but it's mostly uh, thanks to COVID and uh, and us changing the business structure a bit. So that helped uh, a lot, I think. Well, I kind of, I kind of realized that I can't afford to do everything by myself or most of the stuff by myself. And I had to let the control go. 
yeah. a little bit. And then when that happens, you have a better opportunities for scalability, mm -hmm. but at the same time you have, it, it costs you money. It does. Uh, and not, not so much for the, you know, uh, help, but so much for the mistakes that you know you wouldn't make, but now you have to absorb other people's mistakes mm -hmm. and those can cost you a lot of money. So that's kind of a, you know, a catch 22 on that one. Yep. So, but uh, yeah, we, we, we try, we, I'm the only person in the office uh, here in America, really. I have 30 people working for me uh, uh, in the warehouse, but they're not in the office. I'm the only person that's actually sitting in the office. Everybody else is uh, so either- you have warehouse, warehouse shipping storage, you have 30 people, three zero here US? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, two shifts we're running right now. Uh -huh. And, um, uh, and, and like, like, like weekdays and weekends or? What, no, what? Just, just like like day shift and night shift. Oh, so, so you have packing orders all night or not all yeah, night? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh, pretty wow, much. that's amazing. 30 I mean, people, that's a lot. Making yeah. jobs, my friend, making jobs. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I feel good about it. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm actually thinking, you know, uh, uh, everything considered and uh, uh, election results, I'm considering maybe I should move to South Carolina. They don't have a $15 uh, an hour wage. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm waging it. It's going to be a little tough. Yeah, yeah it, I don't Florida. know what's going to happen. And Florida is not the best also in terms of ge geography. Right. And what, what well, city yes, it's not, it's not the best. Your warehouse in? Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, right now? Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean your, your Sarasota. Yeah, no, Sarasota. Sarasota. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. But uh, the distribution is in North Carolina. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the main standard size items go to North Carolina. So. Oh, so you have the people here and then you ship it to a third party or you own a warehouse there and you have more employees over there? No, that's Amazon main distribution. Oh, that's where okay. I send my trucks send to. to FBA. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you had your warehouse there, it would obviously you'd save a lot of money, right? Um, possibly. Yes. I don't know. It, it really, it doesn't cost me. It doesn't cost that much to drive 600, 600 miles, especially if you do it on the, you know, by the full truck, the full it truck, really yeah. doesn't, you know, I mean, you have, I don't know, what is it? $20 a pallet or something like that. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, okay. it's, it's nothing huge. And so, and so one thing that I, that I've talked about and I, and I was a little bit surprised kind of when you told me this originally, but, and, and maybe things have changed and okay, so you're going to do 15 million. That was a 50% growth mm -hmm. this year. So probably last year you did around 10 mil or yep. close to that. Okay. And on that 10 mil, right? What is the bottom line, your net profit after all sellings, everything? Like, what do you actually take home? You know, 10 million seems like super amazing and sexy and like, <laughs> it, 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 it's a lot. It's like eight figure, right? Eight yeah. figure rule, but like what, what is, what do you take home with that? Well, I have few, few friends from private label and they tell me that what I do is just kind of pointless, but I, I enjoy it, you know? Uh, and um, last year, uh, our net profitability was at 5%, five, five and a half. So, but I also similar to what you're doing before without the stores, right? Because that's five right. hundred thousand, right? Earnings, right? Right. But I also pay myself a pretty good salary before that. So I'm talking okay. about you know the net net, the one that that is like not including your net. salary because obviously you're yeah. very expensive. Someone right. Hire you, they probably pay you a million. Right. Dollars. Right. 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 Well, no, I don't know about million dollars. <laughs> but, you know, I'm uh, I'm 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 not. Uh, uh, I think I'm unemployable right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. Okay. <laughs> but uh, um, 
So this year, that's amazing. Though, I mean, look, that's look, that's the top one percent of earners. You're making a tons of jobs, and you you don't have stores, right? You don't have that rent, so you were able to make it through this COVID without an issue. I mean, that seems seems like a much better situation, even though the earnings are kind of similar for you know from seven years ago. Right. How do you? What has less headache for you? I mean, truly, everything has more headache. I, I, I don't know. Right I mean, now? any business right now, right is, now? is headache. Yeah, I mean, any business is headache. You know, that, that's truth. Uh, I mean, uh, you get yelled at a lot by all kinds of people by that who? you don't expect. Who I don't know, your employees that just, really? you know, that, that, that you let go. And oh. then they yell at you for no good reason. I guess, you know, I, I don't let go of people, but my managers do. Mm-hmm. And then they yell at me. And I'm like, I, I, I wasn't the one. <laughs> You shouldn't yell at me, but uh, no, it's it's kind of like it's like any business, really. You know, it's a it's a crunch. You know, you come into work, and that's you know, I don't have time to do podcasts or to listen to podcasts <laughs> because 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 every you know every day is kind of a you know it's a, it's a thing, and and then you never get out of this mentality that you want to do more and and bigger and higher and and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So because more, and, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like I think there's nothing wrong with that personally. And you are doing more. I mean, fifty percent growth is is pretty amazing. That's I think that's uh, probably a bit higher than Amazon's growth itself, even with the COVID. So that means you're you're riding that wave and and pushing that limit. So that seems amazing. Yes, fifteen mils, no no it's, joke. It's uh, it, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, however, you know uh, there are downsides to this model, and there are downsides to this business, as you know. We all we all aware of what we do, and what we do is not a real business. I have a a friend who sells a very kind of niche product to a very kind of niche organizations, and she bought a thirty thousand warehouse, thirty thousand square feet warehouse, and I bought a thirty thousand square foot warehouse, and we talked. And I go, well, you know what? I, I am so jealous of you. You have a real business. I mean, she has like people on the phone calling other, you know, calling other people and all, all of that. And I'm like, man, I'm just a Amazon contractor, really, because that's what I am, you know. Uh, 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 a very very well compensated uh, uh, inventory inventory analysis. <laughs> this is who I am. Really. Yeah, I I, I interviewed a, a guy the other day and he had a shirt and said, uh, uh, "I'm an expert at making uh, Bezos money." He had the shirt, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because honestly, I, I, so we have private label, but what we pay Amazon is significant. I mean, significantly higher than our own profit for the company. And even if you put all the payroll. And the profit, of course. I mean, Amazon. Amazon takes like so much. And yes. Look, they do ship it. They do have the customers. I, I can't complain about this model. You know, I'm in a situation that I wouldn't be in otherwise. Absolutely. So, uh, but I do say they they take a big chunk, and they're a humongous company. And so, well, they have a lot of overhead too. That that, that that's another thing. But uh, but the biggest risk is really you know uh, for a wholesaler is well, first of all uh, the the it. it Year to year, it becomes more and more difficult to obtain the brands that are truly successful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, again, you know, they, they want less and less resellers. They Some of them uh, start doing this thing, thing themselves. Some of them sell direct to Amazon. Some of them, I mean, there is a lot of different things that go in play. And I think in three or five years, this model can start drying out. Uh, little by little. That's why I'm trying to expand my uh, private label little by little. So I'm not, I, I don't find myself in, in this situation that I'm not. And also too, when you sell other people's uh, uh, products, 
there's a lot of IP that comes with that, right? I'm not even talking about licensing, you know? I mean, people may not realize that this is, this is who you are and, you know, uh, say that you yeah, counterfeiting their items or whatever else. I mean, there's a lot but of reasons. do it. you for that? Even though, like, if you call them or email them or whatever, and they tell you, yes, you can sell this on Amazon, and then they mm -hmm. report you anyway or what? Is that? Well, it, it, it depends because don't, don't forget a lot of these companies are not a small companies. So you can talk to one person who's going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, love you. Come on, come on all in. And that person gets fired and that person gets fired. And then, then there, there's another executive that steps in or not national sales manager that steps in and like, Oh, I hate Amazon sellers. Everybody, everybody must be counterfeiting. So I mean, that happens. That happens. Okay. Interesting. And also too, don't forget, you know, there are uh, people out there uh, that are uh, uh, trying to basically, uh, go after well-known brands and do exclusives with them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are successful. I can call you some names, but I'm sure you've heard of them. Netrush is doing that. Uh, iServe is big on that. Mm -hmm. iServe started later than uh, I did, and they do 10 times as much business as I do right now. Mm -hmm. And they get That's they close these contracts it's like a, there's no to, tomorrow. Um, I, who is this other one? Declutter Store, right? It's a, but iServe, yeah, iServe looks like they're one of the top right now. And uh, yeah. Pharmapax, obviously, PharmaPax is the number one. Well, and, 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 and you know the, their business model, right? They no. go to brands. Oh, so that's what they do. They go to brands and they sign exclusive contracts. So they kick every single third-party seller out from that brand. And, you know, they do improve the listings. And they, I think they pay wholesale plus. So, uh, and they, they run pretty tight margins. But they basically, they take control of everything. And they say, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, um, take care of your brand. We're gonna, you know, make sure your Amazon listings are up to uh, uh, date. And you know, you don't have to kind of worry about it. Let us worry about it. Yeah. So, and, so if I understand that that model, right? And so actually, yep. that's a question, right? So if they're doing that and they're like, hey, I'll change your, I'll change your um, your products. I'll do your images. I'll do this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't that? I mean, it sounds like if I was a brand. I mean, I am a brand, but like obviously, I do it with my own Amazon. Um, but it seems like that model would make more sense, right? Because they're fixing up your store. Like why would, why would someone not want to do exclusive and instead sell to you? And then maybe like four other people like yourself, what, what would be the benefit or like, what do you bring to the table? Well, the, 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 the biggest, the, the biggest problem with that thing is, uh, first of all, I mean, that's the same reason people don't sell to Amazon. Do you want to put all of your, all of your eggs in the same basket? Mm -hmm. I mean, then, you know, two years later, iServe will come to you and say, well, you know what? We need a better margins. We need, uh, you know, better uh, marketing budgets. We need better this and better that. And you know that at that time, you know, 40% of your total revenue is going to come down from these guys. What are you going to do? And they're like, well, you don't want it. We're just going to walk away. And that can be very devastating for the company, for any company. So that's one of the reasons. Uh, the other reason, I guess, uh, a lot of people don't deliver. I mean, iServe does. That's why, you know, uh, and they have a very legal support. So, uh, um, too, they, they are effectively kicking people out. Uh, because so also, the, too. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you sold some of the stuff that they sell or something like that? You get letters? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they do the, what's the name of uh, this guy starts with a V. Uh, or something. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they actually, I think then I, I think they'll never admit the connection, but mm. they are one and the same. Mm. I think, what, what, I, I think they have, the name? yeah, Boris. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think that's that's kind of a legal uh, legal leg for iServe. Though, yeah, they're like, we're gonna sue you, we're gonna take you down, we're gonna like find. Yep, yeah, exactly, exactly. That they they use the scare tactics. Though they never uh, uh, Warriors never won like a case in, uh, in 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 the in the court. Okay, but they they do serve the lawsuits. Yep, they do. They're like they're gonna go all the way. They're gonna yep. take it to court and spend your money dry. Yep, that's basically what they do. And they 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 have a lot of money. Yeah. No. So that's V O R Y S guys Voris and yep. uh, yeah, that's that's intense. So so they work with them because I've seen I, I know like when we get hijackers clearly with brand registry and we like can a lot of times take them down. Um, but I realize it's because people don't have actually our product because we don't sell wholesale. But if right. they actually had our product, I know there's there was this big case uh, with a company called I think Quality King, mm -hmm. and you know they they you're familiar with this story, Quality King. Uh, I, I'm familiar with the whole you know idea of it, you know yeah. for sale doctrine and how you can resell someone else's products yeah, and, and stuff in Europe and warranty, yeah, and they bring it over and like you yep. have the right to sell it actually. So even though you're in you're fully in your rights if you bought that product to sell it on Amazon, um, they just hit you with Boris. And then what are you going to do? It's not worth it to go to a hundred thousand dollar lawsuit. That's basically what's happened. What happens. Yeah. And, and the thing is you technically have a right to sell it. It's questionable if you have a right to sell it as new, that's a big question. Uh, uh, and it's also, it, right? well, because, 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 you know, uh, the product is not just a product itself. You, you should be aware of that as a private labeler. You don't just sell a gadget, you sell the service, you sell the warranty, you sell all of that, right? And some, you know, uh, non-tangible things are not transferable, obviously, right? So um, you have... Uh, well, is, that, is that Boris's case or is that your case? Like, is that what you're, you're arguing? <laughs> I, look, I, I'm just riding a wave. I'm, I don't make any kind of case. I don't know who is okay. right, who is wrong on that. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm, I'm just a little guy. So... Um, there's a lot of money on the, on the line uh, in this kind of cases, but uh, the reality uh, of it is, uh, yeah, the, the brands can and do claim uh, this, uh, you know, uh, warranty uh, transfer kind of uh, situation. They say, well, you know, you can't sell our products as new because, well, we didn't authorize you, you to sell your products and therefore the product that you sell, though it was purchased from us, does not have the warranty. Right. But, you know, you're not selling the exact same thing, whatever. That's exactly, exactly. So th that, that is, that is kind of great. I, I don't think worries actually want any losses based on that mm -hmm. uh, it, because it's, it's very hard. Uh, but, but also too, uh, uh, the other thing that comes in mind, uh, uh, worries, um, as you said, a lot of people just fold because, you know, if, if you are a real, you know, Amazon seller, not like, you know, fly by night kind of operation, then you, you, you know, to stay away from these guys, you know, who their, you know, uh, reseller is, you, mm -hmm. you, you just, you just understand, you know, uh, that, that, that is it, a lot of this is just a game of money, really, you know, who has, you know, the biggest pockets. So mm -hmm. in, cer in, in certain, certain games, you can't, you know, I mean, certain words you can't win. You know, that's just that. So yeah, exactly. they get away with that. They get away with that. And have you considered like doing that model of like, hey, we're going to get your listing ready. Maybe on your guys that already give you the top SKUs and be like, give me an exclusive. Yeah. That. Yeah. We're doing that model all along. Oh yeah. Okay. We do, we, we do, we're doing three models really. We're doing, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, the regular wholesale, we do uh, private label and then we do exclusives. Mm. We have, I think we have 15 brands right now. Wow. An exclusive. Yeah. 
Okay. And then, and so what do you do? You, you do the listing? Yeah, um, pretty okay. much. Uh, I mean, the, the whole, the whole workup, the, the things that we're looking for though, I mean, not every single listing, I mean, not every single product out there is good to, uh, to be uh, sold like that. If it's a brand new product, then I'd rather, you know, I'd, I'd rather spend my marketing, you know, resources on promoting my own stuff than someone else's stuff. So it only makes sense uh, when there is a, a clear IP advantage, right? Like a patent or some kind of cool thing that no one else has. And it's right, the product. product, right? The person selling, let's say, I don't know, again, back to the USB cable or like a garlic press. And you're like, well, what I sell theirs. Exactly. Why not exactly do your own? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, the, the product has to have some kind of IP potential, uh, intellectual property potential. So like, uh, you know, like a patent or something, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, or, or they like have to be very big brand name, right. Or like, right. Or they have to, they, they have to, they have to be known for their products. And if they already have listings on Amazon historically, but then, you know, a big question comes up, you know, how do you clean those listings? You know, because worries does not work for yeah. me. They work for <laughs> iServe. So, uh, and, 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 you know, and the tactics that they use are not very, you know, uh, honest okay. tactics. Yeah, it's, I, I would agree. So, well, uh, so when, and, when you get the exclusive, there's numerous not sellers or do you do like the cease and assist and like, Hey, how do you find out who they are? And like, work on that thing? Or? Well, we, 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 we try to start, you know, from scratch. We try to find a product that, is, that we think has a big potential that we know we cannot, you know, uh, realize ourselves or the product that, it, that does not have a presence on Amazon that we know has a presence in, you know, other uh, channels kind mm -hmm. of a deal. So uh, that, that the product that has a potential on Amazon because, you know, um, of this kind of reasons. So uh, right. it's, it's a very kind of specific rules that we use. We don't just, you know, if, if, if you're going to bring me uh, a brand that sells garlic presses, we're not going to do exclusive garlic press brands. <laughs> so that's just not going to work. Okay, so. okay. Good. And then, and then, you know, you obviously been sourcing products for like a, a super long time. Um, right before we got on the call, you talked about, um, you know, the, the uh, fair in uh, Delhi, New Delhi, I guess it was, or. Yeah. 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 And uh, so you, you have like some sourcing tricks, you know, up your sleeve that I, that I, uh, I'm wondering what, what have you learned in sourcing these products for like, I don't know, like a decade now? Um, well, uh, I, I guess I have my theories about things and then, you know, there are other things. Uh, I've, I've had a, a lot of successes. I've had a lot of failures. That's kind of normal. Mm -hmm. uh, if you source product for wholesale, a completely different set of rules are applied. Mm -hmm. uh, just one thing that I wanted to kind of like, go into a little a little bit before I kind of go into sourcing is is uh, um, is the churn a lot of people that that do private label they don't really dig that thing they don't understand what churn is they don't understand that you can have a 10% you know uh, gross margin and still make a shit tons of money if you turn is like 20 times a year you know yeah. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't really uh, uh, do that with private label, especially if it's manufactured somewhere, you know, far away, unless you have a very deep pockets. And even if you have a deep pockets, I mean, your money is just going to be sitting in your inventory. Mm -hmm. So the churn is a very, very important thing. Uh, so and when you, when, you mean, you mean how many times you sell your full yes, inventory and have yes, to reorder, right? Yes. So let's yes. say if you sell, you're ordering a thousand units, you sell a thousand units every month, your turn will be 12 turns in a year. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What's the, what does your uh, turn look like? I don't know uh, about on the wholesale it's about six, I think, wow, that's pretty but, good. but yeah, but, but for the PL I'm lucky if it's 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. You see what I mean? Yes. So because uh, I don't fly things, I, I don't know many private labelers that fly things. I mean, you've got to put you got to put stuff on the boat. That means three months out, you know, two three months out, and then you just it, it, it's a different ball game, really, you know. Um, and 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 then yes, you have a better margin, but at the same time, your churn is not as good. So your margin is getting eaten up by the fact that you you know either out of stock you have to, you or you have, have to, to invest too much more money. inventory. Exactly. Right? So you're gonna have to buy. Like I remember at one point, I was like, oh, I don't want to run out of stock. I'm gonna buy six months inventory, which is really tough to do that. Um, so I've, I've but, but 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 if your one. money is sitting in that inventory that you bought, that you bought for six months, it's not making you money, is it? No, it's no. just sitting in the inventory, right? So uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta look at the money as uh, as kind of like a vehicle to maximize other money, right? And I, I mean, inventory by itself is is worthless. I mean, it's gotta be selling, right? So uh, and the, the more the better. And the the like if you can if you could have a, a supplier that could supply you you know like ten thing ten units a day, but every day, and you can sell ten units a day, you can potentially make an enormous amount of money. Is a minimal margin. You're out. Yeah, exactly. It's investing zero, right? So that then you just looking at your overhead. You got you got to make sure that your margin is covering your overhead. That's all that matters really. Mm -hmm. But as far as sourcing goes, I mean, uh, first of all, I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, uh, um, you know hyping up things uh, because a lot of the hype up tactics or launch tactics are all built into. Uh, really, uh, either give give up to Amazon PPC and spend some you know enormous money on PPC, or do some kind of black hat you know uh, messaging blah 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 whatever else you know the uh, the thing that you can come up with is uh, search find buy or whatever else right mm -hmm. I'm, I I don't like that I think it's clearly against TOS it's not it, me it is it is clearly uh, and, and and I know a lot of people still do that and Amazon seems to be taking a, a very low road on it which is, you know, not fair for a lot of other sellers, like, you know, the whitehead sellers, because, well, you know, you know that if you, like, if, if I'm trying to launch the product and, you know, a, a black hat seller is trying to launch the same product, I'm going to lose. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, it, because I understand how Amazon algorithm works. It's all on repetition, right? So they're going to send you more traffic when you have traffic. So, well, you know, so, I, 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 let me, let me say something on that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I know a lot of people believe that. And of course you have a sort of an advantage, but I also argue, and, and I talk about this a lot on my podcast. And also I have a software, right? Samurai seller, which we do mm -hmm. ads only launches, no giveaways, no search for and buy. We just launch with ads and we're, we're extremely successful, extremely successful in launches. And I'll tell you the difference and what search for and buy actually how it hurts black hat sellers and actually white hat sellers get an advantage. And it's, it's kind of subtle, but what happens is when you do the search and buy and you're starting, you're faking your conversion rate, right? So honestly, you're going to rank any product, right? You do a garbage product with right. garbage images, garbage video, it's going to rank and you're going to do extremely well. But if your product is actually not really optimized, it, it, it's gone. It, it slowly goes away. And now there's two things you can do, ignore it and eventually you lose it and people the conversation between most of the guys who do this stuff is like, what's your re-ranking strategy? How do you get the product back up to the top? Oh my gosh, my ranking is dying. Oh, and then you have to keep doing the giveaways forever to keep it up, to inflate that. But the difference with us, when you do an amazing, sexy, fantastic name image, listing, video, and you do the ads, and if you rank it with zero reviews, 
and you get it to the top with the ads, you're going to stay there because there's no fake conversion rate. So we've seen products. I mean, we just had a fantastic launch last week. Uh, sorry, two weeks ago. It's doing $3,000 a day. Brand new product. It was doing $3,000 a day with zero reviews after like a week. So, uh, I mean, that was an extremely successful launch. We don't have products that right. all the time. But the reason is we invest the money into the right things. And the guys who are, you know, using those tactics and like, of course, they have an advantage, but they're also not paying attention to the right things. And they're, and instead of investing their money on the video, we have an in-house videographer, for example, mm -hmm. um, in the right images. We got like seven designers. If you're not doing that work and you invest, it's so easy to just search, find, buy and get to the top. But those guys yep. don't stay there. And so, um, yes, well, I want to say most people, and, and it is true, they have someone, somewhat of an advantage. I also think they get a disadvantage because they, get, they, they never see the algorithm. They're thinking about re-ranking and more giveaways and more stuff and hiding from Amazon. Right. Well, you know, white hat guys can focus on like, let me just do what Amazon wants. And so, I mean, we've seen, you know, pretty good growth. So I just want to mention that like, yes, right. yes, they have an advantage kind of, but also they have a disadvantage. So. Right. But so, so when I source, uh, I guess I'm looking at, you know, this, all these potential ranking techniques and everything. And the only ranking technique that I use is I try to make my listing as clean as possible as nice as possible, uh, do a very good job on the keyword profiling and uh, price it very competitively in the beginning. Then yeah. I can raise it uh, after a while, but you know, in the beginning it's gotta be compressed. Like you got, you, you got, you got to feel that you're getting a hell of a product for very, very cheap. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's how uh, a lot of product is really launched. Uh, and I don't spend a penny on PPC. You don't like not like, label? No. You don't spend anything? No. Dude, we got to talk. We got to talk because you're, if you're making sales with no ads, oh my gosh, your private label can explode. I can uh, hardly believe it. No ads? No. For private label? Yes. yes. Oh God. You don't no. have to have ads. You don't have to I mean, have you ads. Don't, you don't have to. Well, and, and, the reason, like and, and the reason too, or? yeah. And the reason too why I do that is because a lot of the stuff that I'm getting, I'm getting lower quantities on. So my risks on any particular SKUs are not overexposed. Mm -hmm. So meaning if I'm only getting hundred pieces and that's junk, I just threw out $300. Well, kudos to me, I guess uh, I'm going to so, donate it or do something else with that. You're, throwing, you're uh, just throwing skews, throwing skews. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty oh much. That, I, that, that's the name of the game. If you did ads, look, when you have a competitive price or do you do a, like at least an auto ad, like at least a bare minimum or do you do zero? Yeah, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I do that, but it's just very little. Just to kind of, just to, just kind of for the first couple of weeks, just to kind of let it, you know, uh, let the algorithms pick up the words. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I think you're leaving so much money on the table. That That's my thing, right? Because I mean, obviously my, my main thing is private label. I don't do the wholesale. Right. And there's... There's, uh, there's a lot to be said about the ads. I mean, back in 2015, I think you could get along pretty well. I'll, I'll give you an example and, I, and probably I can show you the store and everything offline, but there is a store that they used to be number one all the time. And in 2015, they didn't have to spend ads. They never changed. They're still not spending ads. Their, their seller rating has gone like down significantly and, our, and we significantly beat them. We have a lot of the same products, but what's happening is they're not visible nowadays like top of search above the fold, a lot of times nothing is like the first eight spots are all sponsored. You got the sponsored brands. You have like uh, maybe a, uh, the four uh, right. 
the four mm -hmm. sponsored products. And then sometimes you might have editorial or you might have like Amazon brands or something. So literally the entire top of the page, you have zero chance of showing up. And a lot of times that fourth, third or fourth spot, depending on the keyword and the place you can get for nothing, you know, 50 cents a click, 40 cents a click. I mean, I don't, I personally, again, being in the private label, I think you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll have to show you. I, 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 I never, I, I never said that I'm good at private labeling. Okay. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so, uh, hey, that's why I'm here. That's why, that's why I got your back. But, 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 but you got, you got to realize, uh, I, I'm so busy, oh, yeah. uh, you know, doing what I'm doing that sometimes for me just to, you know, take a step back and say, well, you know, I need to have, I'm paying a company. Actually, I do have like a couple of my exclusives. I have a company in uh, Ukraine. I think it's called profit whales maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and they, they, yeah, they're supposedly optimizing something there for me. I didn't really see much of a change in on ACOS or any of that. Okay, okay. But but because it's exclusive and it's in the contract, I have to spend marketing budget. I, okay. I do that. So uh, it's just, for, you know. That's for, but that's not for private label. That's for the. Yeah, whole, it's for exclusives. It's for, for exclusives. Yeah, private what's label. Your, what's your total ACOS? Like how much are you spending, you know, versus your. Well, about 25% ACOS right now, maybe 30 on that particular kind of product. And. Um, and I don't know, like the total, I think it's between 11 and 12% of total sales. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but at some point I turned it off at some point yeah. and I didn't see much of a difference because I mean, I have a very reliable indicator uh, uh, for that. Um, uh, and that is uh, like your uh, ranking within the category. And like, I, I was always like hanging out between like 40 and 50 in that subcategory. Mm -hmm. And I'm still there, you know? <laughs> yeah, when I turned it off, I, I was still there. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, I, I think I, if you want to try it, I actually, I actually did use Profit Whales for one time and they were sending me emails. We did so amazing. Your thing's so optimized. So da, da, da. And I'm like, I don't see it. So like we, we shut it off. And again, we didn't really see any much of a change, but when on our ads now, I mean, we have a couple of people internally that just do the ads for us. Um, right. And I mean, we turn off our ads and like our sales are like dead. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. The percentage that's coming from ads. I use now, you know what I mean? I, it's and, and I think it depends on the, on the kind of product that you sell. It depends on how competitive that product is. I mean, don't forget that I'm, I'm like a big fan of finding the stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm much, I, I like the product that is hard to find much more than, you know, the crunch of the, you know, uh, 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 garlic presses, yeah, yeah. because I mean, there's only so many garlic presses and, uh, what was I looking today? I didn't even know that thing is, uh, uh that, that thing exists. Singing bowls, fairly big thing on Amazon. Yeah. You, 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 it's like to sing, la, 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 sing. No, no, it's actually kind of like a, um, they come from Tibet, but for some reason Indians sell it. And it's this thing that, uh, I guess you like, have like a little stick and you hit the bowl with that and then it it sounds oh, it makes like, noise okay yeah that, that kind of thing so i didn't know it's a thing but then i you know you, you, like sometimes you, you you put a keyword in and you're like oops private label overexposed because i you know five thousand freaking you know products on on that on, on the keyword search i i don't like that kind of product i'm trying to you know i i i'm, I'm a big yeah, fan if, of finding if the search if if there's like no spawn if no one's spending ads exactly course, if you're like you know, some, I know like, for example, car parts, when you search like a car part or something, and it's like nobody's spending ads because it's just like the car part. Right. Like, okay, cool. Like there, you don't have to spend the ads because you search for whatever X car part. And like the first row is not even right. sponsored. So right. yeah, in that case, there's something, but then in that case, there's another whole strategy of like, 
advertising on the other people's product pages as well. And of course, you know, that is expensive though. Well, I, it depends how you do it. I think anyway, anyway, okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. I really think that, um, so, okay. Talking about private label and you told me right before the call, but what percentage of your sales are, you know, private label now? And, and when did you start private label? I started private label in 2017 and it was never my priority really. It still is not my priority. If you get about five containers a year, maybe, maybe six or seven, I'm trying to open this thing with India. And uh, I, I think my most perspective, my most interesting uh, project is uh, I'm, I'm trying to import uh, European food directly. Uh, so that, that, that can be interesting. Uh, but um, it's uh, yeah. If you, if you just, uh, look at private label it's five percent of our sales uh if you if you throw in the uh exclusives maybe another five percent mm-hmm. maybe another ten so uh, i mean it's between five and fifteen percent depending okay. on how you look at that really so which is still i mean it's a million dollar business right there you know so. I, I mean yeah yeah it's 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 not a small business it, it it still exists uh do i do i love it not necessarily because oh, do you love I, the mean, I, I mean the, the 30 the 30,000 square feet warehouse that 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 uh that i purchased is yeah. basically made for private label because i mean i wouldn't need more than 10,000 for cross docking mm-hmm. because i mean there is no drip feeding for you know that's kind of on demand you you buy what you know you buy one month's worth of products and you ha- you can restock it right there right on so, and that's kind of the whole point of, uh, you know, wholesaling model because so your, you can, your warehouse, it actually stores most of your private label stuff right now. It stores a lot. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you must, you got the warehouse, I guess, after you started private label 2017, something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just bought the bigger warehouse. I mean, we used to store it on 10,000 square feet and then it became like too small. And then we moved to 30,000 square feet. We're still moving basically to 30,000 square feet. But basically I have both now 10,000 and 30,000. So yeah, yeah. we're kind of still moving. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, okay, awesome. Awesome. it's been so, challenging. Oh, I understand. Well, on the ads, I really think I can help you just to be honest. And mm-hmm. like, honestly, like a plug, like we do have ads, that's one of our specialties, right? We have the uh, software company, Samurai Seller, and we yep. do a bunch of ads, like semi-automated. So he has like a bunch of suggestions and automatic creation of campaigns of all different types and ad types. And we do all right. sorts of stuff. And, and I mean, then we have a pretty good process, right? So um, we'll talk. And otherwise, otherwise good, man. I, I'm really happy to have had you on this call. I appreciate it. I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot of stuff about wholesaling, about stores, about, and, and honestly, I, I think I asked you once, but I got to ask you again, because I don't know if I really understood the answer. Your headache to run 10, 10 physical stores and then on Amazon, for you, they're like about the same or you, you, feel, you feel more comfortable or more secure or less headache with the Amazon business than you did with the stores? Or, or tell, me, like, tell me what you think. It's a very complicated question. That's why I didn't answer it because okay. it's, it's a very philosophical question. I mean, you have a different kind of risks. You have different lifestyle. You have different everything. I mean, me and my cell phone right now are like, you know, I'm married to my cell phone. You know, I wake up every single morning and thinking, and thinking, you know, what my sales were yesterday and, you know, what kind of customer problems do I have today? And, you know, and, uh, 
it's 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 different and being dependent on amazon mm -hmm. in such a proportion is very unsettling mm -hmm. because still when you have your store your physical store yeah your landlord can kind of kick you out and you know i, I don't know it can be hit by the hurricane i, I don't know COVID, uh, yeah, I mean? the covid yeah covid thing can happen to you but it's like once in a lifetime kind of things uh here on amazon it's you know how that i mean i don't know about private labelers but for like us, mm -hmm. every day is a battle. Mm -hmm. Every day I, I, is a I, battle. I don't disagree at all. Now, have you been, has your account been suspended, shut down? No. Hey, amen, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, people talk so much about like, oh, I'm relying on Amazon and this and what, and, and, and again, I sympathize because 95% uh, of our sales are Amazon, something like that. And I, I trust me, I, I feel the same way, but at the same time, the amount of people that I know, even guys doing some crazy giveaways and search find buys and all sorts of ways and whatever, all that stuff. I don't know anybody who, I know one person actually who was suspended for 15 days and they, and they were paying people like for reviews, like extremely blatantly and a company, not even doing it themselves. One person. Other than that, people that I know, and I know a like pretty good amount of sellers, nobody's been suspended. And, and definitely nobody that I even know of has been permanently shut down. Like it hasn't happened. So I think there's like this, fear about Amazon, but it's no, I, I, I know some people that have, yeah, I know some people that have permanently. Yes. And is, or were that, they wholesalers? That, 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 uh huh? Wholesalers or private label? Uh, both. I know both. both. Yeah. Okay. Well, know maybe what, you know what happened? What was the scenario with, with them? Well, usually it kind of goes the same way for a lot of people. Um, the source of goods and brand owner complains, uh, they cannot prove the source of goods, you out. Sometimes uh, what's what's good source of goods for you, like, you know, food is getting distributed through distributors, right? You don't buy it from the brands for the most mm -hmm. part. So sometimes Amazon can take a look at your invoice and say, well, you know what, this distributor doesn't have a real invoice. Mm. though you did buy it from a real comp company you know and they distributors of food and they was like yeah, you know what yeah and that happens with a lot of stuff because because distribution so wholesale is a riskier model because of that because uh, you know essentially uh, uh distribution is not the same thing uh um uh you you don't transfer you don't have a, a direct uh chain of custody for the product so Amazon can be very harsh on, you know, suspecting. If they suspect you do counterfeits and all, then they will probably shut you down. Yeah. Uh, now, the risks on private label is your patent stories. You know, your, your, mm. that, especially okay, so, if you... Go, so that wholesale, I understand, again. And, and I don't right. deal with that much wholesale. So like, okay, cool. Right. That is the thing. And, and I fully acknowledge that. So, hey, that's right. scary. Fully agreed. Yep. And private label patents. So a patent yeah. shut down, but that's for an ASIN, not for the account. Or you got... No. I, I knew people. Well, it depends on how big of an account you have. If it's so, a small account, yeah, you're, you're done, right? Yes. Yes. I knew people that had like three SKUs and two of them were patent infringement and it wasn't really infringing on the, on the patent at all, but yeah. they, they just quit it. They, you know, they just said, you know, it's true. That's a small I mean, store. That's a store like doing less than 10,000 sales a, uh, a month, like a small store ish. Well, you know, you know, you have the seller, seller rating right there. Yeah. Look up buy box, buy boxer. Oh, buy boxer. Yeah. They, they, but they weren't shut down permanently. They, they weren't, but they were, were shut down for, for almost two weeks, uh, COVID, about three months ago. Again, that's also, again, that's COVID. That's not fact related. <laughs> that's COVID related because they were, they, were uh, they were cashing in. I know the story. 
and they got back up. They got back up. They hired Riverbend. Okay, I've hired Riverbend before, and they did find a job for me. Um, and they got back up. So they were suspended for what, like a week or two? Yes, it's a big deal. Yes, I agree. But like, okay, worst case scenario, you get shut down for two weeks. Okay, like, you know what I mean? I, I think people get super crazy. Even them, of course. Oh my God, Amazon. But they got back up, and they were making money on the COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah, this well, is a little different. Come on. I mean, whatever. It's like it's cool if you're gonna sell masks or whatnot, but that's a, also a very a very specialized case. But the uh, private label. Well, I actually, I, I was actually almost suspended. Uh, someone, uh, you know, the health department, uh, not the health department, health uh, account manager, account health manager called me, and they're like, "Well, we want the POA from you." Mm-hmm. And uh, because uh, I had this, the repricing strategy set up to uh, set up at maximum price for um, uh, for the things that I'm out of stock on. Because Amazon, they're very smart about repricing. And if you sold something for 10 bucks, you run out of stock. Uh, before, before you get back in stock, they're going to try to move your products for $10. And then everybody looks at you and matches that $10. So it's kind of a tricky thing. So anyway, so I had the was setting it, was that a was... a COVID product? Like a, like a sanitizer? Uh, yeah, like yeah, it was like... No, it wasn't sanitizer. It was a freaking laundry wash. Okay. But for no, them, it was... Oh, okay, but it's essential. Okay, I mean. It's kind of essential. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so... Uh, and, and so a couple of the products I was out of stock on, but they were set up at maximum price that in their... Uh, this price uh, gouging. I mean, they were, they were like, hey, you're price gouging. Yeah, and, and they didn't crazy. care that COVID I never had it for sale at that price. I agree. COVID was crazy. But again, also sales went crazy during COVID as well. So like even if you were shut down and then you sold like crazy for two months, you're still your profit and sales are still up from the year before. So even yeah, with the shutdown. Probably. Like, come on. I mean, anyway, that's, I'm just I'm bringing the point. Let's not be too scared about it. And, and the private label, that one, that's the one I'm talking about that has a small account. Yes, I do know, for example, people come and they like, well, sell my product or take all my images. I have people, Chinese guys, and I can tell they're Chinese because you go to their store and it has like, I'm in Guangdong and all that stuff. <laughs> now you can check that. Yeah. And they start off and they have like five of my products or they have all my images. If it's a brand new store and I, and I take them down for copyright, they're gone, right? A lot of times their store will be shut down because I'm a, you're, 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 you're like, they have a brand new account. And if, if you start off copying people's trademark, copying people's images, and that's your first thing you do, you're going to get shut down. But again, that person doesn't have employees, uh, or they might, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little different. Right. Private label, I think, is pretty. So the guys that got shut down, they, were, they did not have a big store. Two, two patents that were semi-infringing yes. in a small, yes. tiny store, they got shut down, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Other than that, anybody you know, private label has been smashed, shut down, suspended. I don't know. I don't know that many private labels. <laughs> so. Good, good, good. I just, uh, okay, good. That would be the closing, the closing statement. If you rely on Amazon, your, your life is not going to end tomorrow. Uh, and it's I, not. And, and, no, I mean, you know. I, I've been living this life since 2013. Exactly. So, I mean, so, come on. I'm still, I'm, still, I'm still around. I'm still, you know, ma- making strides. So. Okay, awesome, Alex. Well, uh, great having you, man. And um, any final words you want to say to people that might want to do Amazon or who want to grow or maybe get into wholesale? Any final words? Well, yes, I guess. Uh, think about what you want to do, really, truly. Where do you want to be in five years? Because if someone told me, you know, that's, I'm going to be, you know, that I'm going to be here like right now, I would really kind of think if this is the best thing that I could do. Mm, mm. 
because I mean, with, with all the excitement and all the, uh, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's, it's a fun thing when you understand what, what you're doing. Right. But it also too, you living your life that way. So, I mean, you don't really have a second choice, you know, and it may not be something that you truly want to do with your life and don't get into Amazon game unless you're in it for a long time for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, unless you're serious about it, because it's not like you're not going to make money in, in, in a month or two months or three months. You have to have resources. You have to have knowledge. You have to have expertise. That all takes time. Mm -hmm. All of that takes time. And, uh, you know, you can't just start, you know, a, a million dollar Amazon business and have it overnight. No, it's it's going to be a lot of hustling. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of, you know, uh, mistakes and successes and mistakes again. And Amazon changes all the time too. So just, you know, just kind of make sure that this is, this is what you want to do. It's, right. it's exciting. It's fun. So, but So yeah. good. Again, I'm glad you said that. I think it's super fun. So, um, and although you also did sell like a million bucks in a few months too, but you did have a setup, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I already, I, I was already in retail. <laughs> I was already in retail and I wasn't starting with private label. Trust I me. Think. I know way too many people that got burned on private label. Yes. Yes. And so, and I think just to recap what you're saying is like, if you're going to go into it, don't think you're going on a beach ride and like yeah. on, a, on a stroll on the beach and like you're going to put some things up and you're going to make a million bucks. Exactly. This is a real business. And if you're going to do the real business, you need to approach it like a real business and not yeah. approach it as a get rich quick because it is not. Right. Is yeah. that kind of sum it up? Yeah, that's All right, Alex, it's been a, been a super pleasure. Okay. Thank you. Bye.